Fizz. Fizz. Let's go. Hello, Fit Fizz friends, and welcome back to the Fit Fizz podcast. We have made it all the way to episode number 10 today. And as you may have noticed from social media or emails or other podcast episodes, celebrate victory is the current tagline for Fit Fizz. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. We're on the cusp of a time of year when most people start to reflect on the goals of the past year and the goals that we want for the next year. And I want to give you some things to ponder before you choose to set any new health or fitness goals. And most of all, we're going to talk about how to set some intention behind the rewards that you want to give yourself for the success that you achieve. And I have to say, I'm personally not a fan of New Year's resolutions whatsoever. I'm just simply not. But I'd be a pretty terrible coach if I were to discourage any of you from making them. So while New Year's resolutions are not for me, I am all about them for you if you like them and you want to do them. I fully support that. And I think that here's kind of why I'm just not a fan. I think that New Year's resolutions are not ideal because, first of all, it's basically a herd mentality. And I don't think there's really ultimate success in that. Because if you're following a herd mentality, then you, I think that it's only fair to question your intentions behind it. If you really think about the intentions, like why, why the new year? Yeah, obviously it's time for, you know, fresh start, new beginnings. They tend to coincide. But seriously, why? And when you really ask yourself why, why January 1st or why with the new year, why not start now and be ahead of the game? So that's what I like a lot better. Just start now. So put some thought into what your intentions are. And like I said, I get that it can feel like a fresh start, but there's really no reason to wait. If you're the type of person to think like, well, but if I wait, then I can get a couple extra weeks to binge on holiday food or something of that nature, then you're already not even in the right mentality that you need for success anyway. And that might be a little harsh, but it's true. Because if you're thinking you're going to start a new, healthier way of eating and you want to make a lifestyle change, but you're already thinking about how often you can eat dessert or how often you can afford to overeat or how when you're going to get to eat macaroni and cheese next time or a heaping bowl full of it, then you really need to get more honest with yourself about the whole thing. Because if your focus is when you can have the junk food, you're mentally just not in the right place to fully dedicate yourself to achieving the goals. And that's the honest truth. So if you're in that headspace, it might be time to really dig deep into your intentions so that you can have real success if you want to embark on a new diet plan or anything like that. So this is not going to be a lecture. Don't worry, we're getting to more fun stuff. But I also, you know, I just want to kind of give you some things to think about. And here's another thing for you to think about. Um, not also, not only am I not a fan of New Year's resolutions, but I'm also not a fan of terms like cheat day or cheat meal or even the term treat meal, which is, I prefer that a little bit more, me personally. And I know it's all just semantics. It's all words. But 
I get why people like cheat meals. I do think they are more self-destructive than the amount of good that they do. I think for lots of reasons, which, you know, whole, whole topic in itself. But due to things like social media or even magazines, if you don't use social media, you've probably seen or heard terms like those, like cheat meal or treat meal or cheat day, which is, oh my gosh, if you have a whole cheat day, that's enough room to really screw up a lot more. <laughs> and if you're somebody who you get you get an inch, but you take a mile, you're going to end up ultimately not happy. So I want to make sure that you realize where those terms are rooted and they're rooted in bodybuilding. So if you think about what a bodybuilder does, they're on a very strict diet. They are counting every gram of every food that they eat. And they're, it's very restrictive. It's not for everybody. Otherwise, everybody would be a bodybuilder. And even bodybuilders, it's so important to know that even bodybuilders don't walk around looking that lean all the time. And it's not even healthy. So I need, I feel a need to emphasize that. But that's where cheat day and cheat meals come from. And it's kind of spilled over, I think, because of things like Instagram. People see fitness models and bodybuilders and fitness competitors, and they see them hashtagging cheat days and cheat meals. And people think, I want to look like that too. I want to have the cheat meals too. What I really want to emphasize here is unless you are competing in something like bodybuilding or maybe even powerlifting, if you're not, if you're not a, a hardcore athlete, there is really no reason to incorporate cheat days or cheat meals into a diet plan. If you are not an athlete and you are working with somebody to incorporate cheat days or cheat meals, you're probably on something very restrictive, which is not healthy anyway, generally. And mostly when I say not healthy anyway, I'm talking about from a mental standpoint. You're going to achieve the most success by something is not going to restrict you to a point that you feel a need to have a cheat day or a cheat meal. So. Again, that's its own rabbit hole, but I wanted to really emphasize that if you, if you do go looking for certain diet plans or you work with somebody who's going to give you a meal plan, if they're working in cheat days, I really want you to ask yourself if that is in fact the right person to be planning meals for you because I think there's probably a high chance that the answer would be no because if you're working in cheat days or cheat meals, the overall diet is probably too restrictive for non-athletes and it might be time to find somebody else. Just putting that out there. <laughs> so I think that if I were to survey most people who I've interacted with around health and fitness over the years and ask them the most popular rewards for sticking with a training plan or a diet plan, I bet that most people would probably say cheat meals. That's a very common reward. We hear about it all the time. But there are so many other ways you can reward yourself along the way. And there are other ways that will even leave you feeling more fulfilled than a cheat meal, which is over so fast. Because <laughs> usually you're like diving in. It might be gone in a matter of five minutes, 10 minutes. And then what are you left with? You're left feeling cranky, bloated, feeling guilty, mentally down on yourself. And then what? Was it worth it? Probably not. So not only 
Was it restrictive? But it's over fast and then you feel terrible. Again, I don't think cheat meals are a good idea for non-athletes. It's smarter to work in something sensible and something sustainable where you don't feel so deprived that there is a need to even have cheat meals. So anyway, moving on. (laughs) Here's the whole thing that I really wanted to open your mind to. Have you ever heard of the five love languages? It's pretty popular. It's a whole series of books by an author named Gary Chapman. And his concept of the five love languages is based on the idea that when you're in a relationship, you feel fulfilled by your partner in one of five ways. And it encourages people to know their own love language and also their partner's main love language in order to have a happier, more fulfilled relationship overall. So before I lose anybody, this is not about romantic relationships, but Stick with me here. I'm getting to it. So you can even go to the website later. It's um, fivelovelanguages.com. You can even take a quiz to find out what your love language is. But don't go just yet because you might not even need to take the quiz if you just keep listening, (laughs) even though it's kind of fun to take the quiz. I'm not an affiliate in any way for that. But for several years now, I've felt this idea has resonated with the whole idea of success in regards to health and fitness goals. We all tend to feel heard or seen or supported through one or maybe two of the following ways. So these are the five types of what Gary Chapman calls love languages. Acts of service, words of affirmation, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So I'm going to say it one more time. So Most of us tend to feel seen or heard or supported through one of the following ways. Acts of service, words of affirmation, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So one of those might be resonating with you already. Some of you might already know your love language if you're familiar with this. If not, you can just keep listening. And like I said, you can take the quiz later. But many people will also have two love languages that are significant to them. And what his books teach is something along the lines of this. You might feel most loved by having consistent words of affirmation, but your partner might feel most loved by receiving gifts. So if you like words of affirmation and you're showering someone with words of affirmation because that's your love language, that might not be the best way you can show love. They might feel totally unloved because, surprise, you're not speaking their love language, which is receiving gifts. So that's just an example. Hopefully you see a little bit where I'm going with this. So this, like I said, this relates to your own health and fitness goals. In fact, it's even easier because who are you in that relationship with? yourself. So just you and your goals, right? So they're your goals, your actions, your choices, your failures, and your successes. All you really need to know is your own love language. And then as you set your goals, you can plan your rewards to be something that's speaking your own love language so that it feels fulfilling and much better than a cheat meal. 
<laughs> Get it? Okay, we're going to elaborate on all of these. But knowing that there's a reward that's totally speaking your own love language and speaking to your heart and actually carrying some meaning for you, then you're probably more likely to succeed at achieving that goal. So let's get into some examples. We're going to go through the five love languages, and I'm going to give you examples of what those might be for each language. Let's say your main love language is acts of service. What would rewards look like if you feel most supported and loved and supporting your own goals with acts of service? Well, if your love language is acts of service, you could set a goal for once you achieve X, maybe it's go to the gym five days a week. Then take some time off and acts of service would be volunteering at a charitable organization or maybe baking cookies for someone else. So you don't have to eat all those cookies and derail your goals, but you're doing an act of service by having a happy surprise for someone else who wants the cookies. So keep that in mind. Don't give them to somebody who's trying to stick on a diet, stick to a diet. Another act of service as a reward could be asking a friend to work out with you who feels lost at the gym and show them around. That's a great act of service to, and you would be helping them get on their way to achieving their goals. And it's also a reward for you if acts of service is your main love language. So Number two, um, another love language, words of affirmation. So if you're the type of person who has a love language of words of affirmation, you might reward yourself by investing in something that has words of affirmation on it that you'll regularly see. So for example, something from the FitFish shop, such as the keychains or the bracelets with um, positive sayings on it. And yes, that does overlap with receiving gifts, but some of these do overlap. So Another one for words of affirmation, if you like art, you can reward yourself with creating something beautiful by hand with like a motivational quote and hang it somewhere prominent or reward yourself with some leisurely time to look for quotes that resonate with you that are going to help propel you to that next level or your next goal. If your main love language is receiving gifts, again, you can visit the FitFizz shop, for example, or reward yourself with something like clothing, a t-shirt, gym shoes, or something that might need to be, maybe you need a new size of shorts to work out in because you accomplished a weight loss goal. So your reward could be the new clothes. And, and like I mentioned before, reward yourself after and not before. So many times people are like, yep, I'm going to go to the gym every single day and I'm going to need all of these new clothes. And then you spend all this money and you don't even do what you intended. So reward yourself. So if your main love language is receiving gifts, another thing you could do is reward yourself with personal training sessions. If you're working out all on your own, you can reward yourself with working with a trainer who might help get you to that next level or maybe um, a one-on-one appointment with a nutritionist. Another love language, quality time. If quality time is your main love language, You can reward yourself with quality time rewards like taking a break to spend quality time doing whatever your heart desires as a reward. It might be quality time with yourself or your friends or your loved ones. It might be something as simple as playing in the park and letting go of a need to go to the gym or doing a structured workout. Whatever is going to feel like a reward for quality time for you, that's what you should do for a quality time 
reward if that's your main love language. And the last one, physical touch. If physical touch is your main love language, you could set some rewards for yourself such as a massage or maybe a new type of massage like a hot stone massage if you've never tried that or going to a chiropractor or there are even places um, like chiropractors or massage places that will help you do stretching which can feel amazing and it's really good for your body. Um, something Here's an idea of something I've always wanted to try. If your main love language is physical touch, you could reward yourself with something like um, there are certain hospitals where you can volunteer to go cuddle and hold drug-affected newborn babies just to give them that that sense of love that they so desperately need. So that's something you could reward yourself with. So hopefully that gives you some ideas. Now notice not a single cheat meal was mentioned. So in fact, it doesn't even really fit into any of these categories of the five love languages. So that goes to show you that you don't need cheat meals or treat meals as rewards. All in all, I'm encouraging you to take charge of your own reward system without relying on anybody else. But you can also take this to another level by rewarding your friends or your VIP section for their efforts in attaining small manageable goals. If you don't know their love language, but if you like this idea, you can simply share this podcast with them, ask them to listen, and you can tell, show them where to, to subscribe on basically any podcast app. Or if they don't want to subscribe, they can listen right on my website. Tell them you really like the idea of supporting each other and you want to discuss each other's health and fitness goals to support each other. Then you can discuss each other's top love languages and pick out a reward accordingly. You can, for example, you all you need to know is their love language. And if it's receiving gifts, then All they have to know is once they reach their goal, then you will be surprising them with a reward that is the physical gift that they'll and and then you'll they will also return the favor to you by rewarding you with something that speaks your love language once you reach your goal. Isn't this so much better than a cheat meal? I mean, really, I think it sounds like a lot of fun. So if you liked this or if it resonated with you, please comment on Instagram or Facebook or leave a review for the podcast. And I want to hear more from you. I want to hear what you want to hear more of. And I do offer one-on-one coaching calls. So if you want to pick my brain with any random fitness questions or dive deep to make a plan for your overall goals, you can schedule that directly in the under the coaching section of my website. And until next time, breathe deeply, stay strong, and celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.